yeah so out don't worry <laughs> last time that we did it it actually um it actually just went together quite well on its own anyway <laughs> The podcast that you can listen to anytime, <laughs> now available on Anchor. <laughs> I love it. Do you know, I was going to have an anytime mint today and I forgot about it and now you've just reminded me. Oh really? You you didn't have one? No. Now I'm upset. God. You've really you've really uh, lost the motivation on the sponsorship, right? Oh gosh. Um, I'm so sorry anytime. I'll have one later because you can have one anytime, so I'll have one yeah. later. Oh my god. Yeah, that's perfect. I actually have an update on the anytime mint thing as well, you know. Go on. So I was Googling the anytime mint after our last podcast. And I found a new flavour. Okay, give it to me. It's a really controversial flavour. Oh, really? More so than yeah, a milk because... mint? <laughs> it's actually, um, from what I could see, it looked as though it was orange and mint and orange, which disturbs me greatly because if there's one thing you don't want after you've brushed your teeth, it's fresh orange juice. Yes! And so I don't know how that works. That could be that could be a really horrible mint. Also, I feel like that's not what you want after a meal, because that's how we experienced any time mint for the first time was was being given one at the end of a meal. And I'm not sure yeah. orange mint is what you want at the end of a meal. I can think of other things I'd like at the end of a meal. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, maybe we have lost our sponsorship now because we've, we've talked about our reluctancy to try the, the orange the orange mint. Um, it's okay, we still love the lemon. We still love the lemon. Oh yeah, the lemon and the milk and the mint, they work for me perfectly. Yeah, but yeah, the right. orange one, not entirely on board with. Maybe do we just need to try it. You know, you never know until you've tried it or No, <laughs> no, that is true. That is true. Um, let's get into today's episode, shall we? Yes, let's, let's. Today's been a momentous week for K-pop. Today's been a momentous week. Oh, wow. I'll say that again. <laughs> this week has been a momentous week for It K-pop. has been a momentous week. We're, we've been really excited, actually, about recording this episode haven't we for probably a few days if we can see what the date is today today's the 22nd so around about five days we've had here to really discuss the um the topic of today's podcast and actually a quick message to the viewers on the, the viewers the <laughs> listeners on this we didn't want this podcast to solely be a discussion on this particular group no that was not the plan However, timings have meant that the first two episodes of said podcast are about BTS. Yeah, yeah. How can we not have a K-pop podcast and not talk about BTS's new album? When it's happening, we're doing it, so we're going to discuss it. And it's, all, it's almost going to be a little bit of a similar one because we're going to run through what we think of it, basically. And I feel like we've had a few days now to listen to it. Yeah. 
absolutely. I also we haven't talked about this no yet. we haven't so this is we, our we've first held discussion. back yeah so i'm really excited because usually sadly we would experience this together so obviously you know we we were together when map of the soul seven came out we were together when sugars ep came out or album came out and we experienced it together and watched the visuals together and everything but obviously due to the current situation we haven't experienced any of this no. together and, and, and also, we haven't even talked about any, it yet. anyone that listened to the last episode as well no, now knows about our video watching ritual which we haven't had a chance to do either and i'm guessing have you watched it have you watched the video yes have you watched yes. both of the videos because yes. there's two now i'm aware oh. i am aware <laughs> and i have watched okay. both we'll get into and it i'm ready to we'll discuss both um, should we start off with what we've been doing or listening to this week? I would love for you to tell me what you have been listening to. I feel like I need to make up. I need to make up it. for last week, basically. Yeah, do I do. Do you feel embarrassed about the Trump? Embarrassed? Thing? No. You know, I'm pretty comfortable with who I am and <laughs> all of my downfalls. And crappy content is always going to be one of them. But I have been making up for this week. Okay. This week, so. I understand. I'm excited. My absolute joy of this week is a meme creating bonanza of a program, which I I've always known to have two names. So we probably know this more as Knowing Bros because we've watched Knowing Bros on YouTube as yes. clips. However, I've now found that it's available on Netflix, but it's called Men on a Mission. Not as keen on that name. but so I've been obsessed with it they have pretty much like five series on there I think backdating from to 2015 or 2016 anyone that doesn't know the premise of this program it's basically like five or six male comedians in Korea Um, and what they do is they all dress as high school students and sit in a classroom and then um, celebrities so like actors or k-pop idols and stuff like that will come in as transfer students and they'll play games together and kind of do intros and it's all very very cute very very sweet and has created loads of really good memes that's kind of what i've been watching and then i've also been getting a little bit more back into run oh bts run yeah yeah which episodes did you watch? i've only watched one recent one i think it was 116 which is mad to think of there's that many to get through They were just kind of, it's a bit weird. Sometimes I feel like they're forced to film them because this one, they were just like sitting on a sofa um, and the crew had like set them up tasks and stuff to do. But they were like, how many tasks are there? And they're like, oh, 16. And they were like, if we do six, can we go home early? (laughs) Oh God, really? The crew was like, yeah, fine, that's fine. Kind of seemed like they didn't want to be there, but also I think that's kind of their vibe, isn't it? So I think there's probably a lot that they have to do in terms of content so much you know they don't they don't just have to do the usual kind of press tours when they release an album or you know your usual kind of artist might do the the album and the promo and the music video and the press interviews but they and i suppose it's part of the success of bts is that they are they almost feel like they are always accessible Mm -hmm. They're always there and there's always content to yeah. watch. And it must be a lot for them because, as you say, it's just kind of content where they're just being mm. them. 
but there's cameras yeah. there all the time yeah. and it's like in the soup you know I loved in the soup um, but it's always quite weird isn't it when when you can see them just kind of hanging out as friends or like doing stuff as themselves but like there was a load of times in, in the soup where the camera would like pan out and you can see there's just like a crowd of cameramen that kind of like almost hide yeah. away in the corner or like behind a wall or behind the door but they're still there and that must be really really weird to just be like I don't know, building Lego or like building a little plane and still seeing that there's like a cameraman who's like focusing right in on your hands. It's just always on, always yeah. on. There's never, yeah. you know, it must be hard to kind of never have that down. They, in, in that episode as well, they had, um, once they completed a task, they got like half an hour's worth of free time and there was kind of like some arcade games and stuff like that that were kind of dotted around. And I think it was Sugar even said like, they passed one task and then Sugar was like, oh, okay, we've got half an hour free time. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> we can't go anywhere. You just want us to stay here. So what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Which is a bit weird. I don't Strange. know if they're a bit... I haven't watched Run in yeah, while. Yeah, I haven't actually. And I used to really, really enjoy it. But that was when they could actually go and like do more stuff. Whereas obviously now at the moment they can't really do that. Um, but kind of talking about always on... Uh, content kind of brings us into how we originally would have heard about the video, uh, the album, sorry, being created because of all of the um, Connect content that they did during the first part of lockdown. So, you know, when they started doing right. all of that, this yeah. is that yeah. when they first started talking about the comeback of the, uh, like uh, working on yeah. the album and stuff. Yeah. And RM talked about how he kind of wanted everybody to be involved and kind of see the process and kind of document that so we knew something was coming and i mean we're not even going to talk about what i've been watching or (laughs) listening to this week because this is it like it only dropped on friday but as far as i'm concerned there wasn't a week prior to friday like i wasn't doing anything worth talking about until friday came and now I feel like I have something to talk about because of this album. I am so, so, so excited about this album. I've read a lot of reviews to kind of get everybody's vibe yeah. and what. And I think it's interesting because for me, this is the first time that BTS has released an album where all of the mainstream media titles in the UK have come Yeah, in. so weird. So, so weird seeing some of the reviews. So, there. like, Map of the Soul 7, there was murmurs. Mm. Like, there was probably, like, some US um, titles that covered it. And I feel like there was a couple of UK titles. But if you go online now, you literally have Enemy, Evening Standard, um, well... Metro even even did one, you know, in terms of like national mm-hmm. news titles, and then you've got you you know loads of titles in the US have covered it as well. So it was the first time that I felt like an album came out and I could look at the reviews and, and have like a whole yeah. And I found it really interesting kind of to see opinions. what some of them had said about it as well, because um, I follow like a few different K-pop journalists on Instagram, so when they write stuff you kind of know that it's informed with the fact that they do actually genuinely like other stuff so they can kind of put it in context whereas with some of these other journalists i do, i wonder what they're comparing it to other than kind of yeah, like listening yeah. back to bts's old stuff but they can't like compare it to other maybe they can i don't know but 
it, it's quite niche, isn't it? For, for somebody uh, just to be writing about. I think that there must be writers who haven't covered this genre before. Yeah, that's what I mean. And, yeah. and BTS is, is, their, is the kind of key into that. Um, yeah, whereas as you said, there are some who, who have like an amazing knowledge, and I, you know, I, I still don't have like a huge, huge knowledge of mm. K-pop as much as um, I absolutely love it. I still don't have the kind of understanding on a artistic yeah, level. Yeah. So I think you know when I, when I read um, Time magazine um, did a really great review. They had two. Um, journalists kind of giving their thoughts on, on each track and the detail that they went into in terms of the music itself mm. and understanding the way the music sounded and why their voices sounded that way and and you know lots of kind of technical music language that I have no idea on um, so it was really nice to be able to read some reviews that went into that level of detail mm. because while I'm a huge K-pop fan I still can't speak um, to to the kind of technical um, music side of it. No, and I do wonder how much I, when it comes to some artists, I would say that not that much thought goes into it. Like when they're writing it, they're not, they don't have those things in their head where they're like, oh, we're going to put this voice in here because we really want this to speak about this and stuff like that. They just kind of just sort of create it. Whereas with BTS and the amount of um, kind of like sideline stories that they have to their songs and stuff like that. They definitely did that on purpose. If there's like something that's happened in that album, it's definitely been created for a purpose. Mm. And I love that all of them had a play mm. in, had yeah. a play, had a part in um, producing writing mm. across across the album as well. Like you can see kind of who's contributed to to what song where, and it's interesting to see. Um, particularly J-Hope kind of con- contributes to a few songs that he doesn't appear on mm. um, as well so it's quite interesting to see who's who's worked on what track yeah yeah um, for example and I, and I suppose we will come on to this as well but Fly to My Room which Jimin leads he didn't actually write mm. which I think is quite interesting because others will write with you know the view that Jimin would be singing those vocals yeah yeah um so should we dive in? Should we? Should yeah, we dive I think we should. I think we should. Track by track review and thoughts. I'm excited to hear what you think. Let's deep dive into the most are. accurate musical encapsulation of the roller coaster that is the pandemic life so far. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Enemy quote there. For anyone that uh, that needs help I liked that. that quote because yeah, I really liked that quote. Yeah, because that's what this album's about, isn't it? It's about them kind of coming to the army at the time that they need them. This is how they want to open it up. They have written this because it's how they felt during the pandemic. It's a really, really reactive album, isn't it? And I think that first track um, really kind of opens it up that way. Yeah, life goes on. Mm. And I think the fact that they chose that to release that as the as the as the sing the single following dynamite and to create those you know beautiful music videos for i absolutely love it i love the song and i love both of the music videos mm, i agree i, I agree oh, 
And after our hatred of the two videos of Om, this is really good. V is actually the visual director for the whole album, but Jungkook filmed video for he this one. He directed the video the, for this one. The second video, right, the one where they're all just sat around in their pajamas in bed, it's which really is cute. so cute. It's I really, absolutely really love it. I think if I had to choose, I would say that the official music video is my favourite. So the one where it starts with them in the car yeah, driving, I agree. and then you have the pajama element. I, I think it's worth kind of noting as well that it starts with V wearing a mask in the opening scene as well. Oh, didn't clock take, that. Yeah. So the opening shot is V driving the car and he has a mask on and he takes it off. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting, you know, they're delivering that kind of responsibility messaging in terms of like staying safe and, and covering our faces. Mm. And, and also, as you say, it is a direct representation of what's happening in the world right now. Yeah. And I don't feel like I've seen music, or heard music yet that really kind of captures how we feel in this moment and I think the visuals and the music itself really captures how you know so many of us are feeling right now mm. I think I, love, I think part I of it, it is because they continue to stay so connected to the fans through doing all the V lives and the stay connected and everything not only have they kind of got their opinions on what it's like to be stuck in the house uh, during the pandemic, which for them is arguably arguably going to be so much nicer because they've got loads of room um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and loads money. of really nice money and things to do. But like, um, you know, they've obviously like taken on board what they imagine other people are going through as well and kind of like mm. doing those, taking joy out of like those little moments where you can chill in bed with everybody or, you know, just stand outside and wipe the rain off the seat of your bike. Um, They've kind of like captured all of that and I really, really love the way that they've made Soul look. Yeah. It's kind of like that cold but bright kind of air. It's really beautiful. Fresh. Fresh, yeah. It's, um, for me, I think it strikes a really good balance of, it does feel like quite a sad song. It is quite painful in a sense of what people are feeling, but it also feels really, really hopeful as mm. well and I think there's a really lovely balance in that and my absolute favourite lyric is the chorus which is like an echo in the forest the day will come back around as if nothing happened life goes on I love it it's so beautiful it's it's what we needed to hear and yeah. in, um, in the time review that I mentioned one of the um, journalist says it feels like a cozy sweater a hug from a friend oh no that's really like spot Love on that. yeah it's spot on that is how i feel about life goes on it makes me yeah i know what you mean it feels sad and it feels emotional but it kind of feels like you're being told not to worry about it because it will life goes on <laughs> life yeah goes literally on. yeah literally i think i think for me i just really love that opening line where it says one day the world stopped with no warning to open the whole album on that feels really poignant yeah absolutely i yeah it's it's a really really great song and I, when it when it first started playing as well the one thing that it reminded me of and i know i've got this written in our notes here but did you did this to you sound like frank ocean the blonde album I, I am not um, that au fait with Frank Ocean. Ooh, you'd like Frank Ocean. 
I feel like I'm now suddenly very, very, very uncool by saying <laughs> that. It, um. It's kind of, um, yeah, it kind of sounds like that because they've got little bits of auto-tune in it, which I don't love, but um, it does really remind me of that album. I just think it's a really, really good opening track. Really sets the scene for the rest of yeah. the album. And it's kind of split out into two halves, isn't it, the album? Because it's kind of like dark and a bit miserable and a bit sad and then it hits the skit and then it kind of takes on a different tone so I think to open it with this is almost kind of like that uncertain moment when everybody found out that we had to go into lockdown it was kind of like right what are we doing we can't just stop we have to keep doing something so yeah absolutely yeah couldn't have said it better Mm. I totally agree and no choreography as well so I'm really interested to see how this this works when they perform this it's so different to Dynamite. Yeah. In what we saw when Dynamite came out to this, like for me, this music video is is like the BTS we all know and love. Like mm. the the kind of being together, it's fun, it's playful, but you know, the transition from like the lounge where they're all sitting together watching telly and getting pizza and playing games, it's so fun and you just kind of want to be there and be a part of it mm-hmm. and the way it kind of transitions to the black and white performance oh, it made me feel like I felt really emotional I've ne- we've never even seen them live and I felt like oh my god we're back there again I've never been there but it still made me feel it's that who is it that it zooms in on is it Jin? yeah <sighs> that shot is for Jin is, is amazing he looks beautiful and the whole thing just looks really nostalgic and I love the fact that when they zoom out, there is nobody sat around them and it's kind of, it just looks beautiful. It did make me think though, very sadly, are we ever going to see BTS perform that song live as they are now? In person, I doubt it. I really doubt it. Because of, you know, the upcoming... Looming military conscription, but we'll, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to about that another time. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. Um, yeah. Let's move on to track two, which is "Fly to My Room." So this is Jimin's interpretation of not being able to travel around the world, not being able to do what he wants. So he's kind of like traveling around and exploring his own room, which obviously is part of the concept art, isn't it? Of this album as well they've each got their individual room that they're set in which all of them are so spot on by the way in the styling i love the styling of these photos they they do feel like you're looking into the room of the of each member yeah which is really sweet but in a stylish way because they've obviously got way more way more style and money yeah um what do you think about this song i so i really i like this song i think for for like a Jimin led song, I think he's had some amazing tracks. I filter, as you know, on Map of the Soul wasn't kind of my my favourite, but I would say I like this a lot more. I think it really similarly to Life Goes On, I think it's a really great representation of the way so many of us were feeling during the first lockdown when we couldn't go anywhere or do anything. Um, and I it makes me feel like I want to jump on a plane and go to Seoul. It makes me want to travel and I kind of love the, we've seen these kind of themes of flight before in, in you know, BTS and J-Hope song, like in Airplane. Mm, mm. And also like our favourite, our favourite song, Long, Long Flight by Taeyeon. So good. Um, 
So I, I love those kind of themes. Um, but for me, it's not a standout track on the album. Yeah, I've got to agree. I feel like this track feels a little bit top level. It kind of almost feels too conceptual. Like, I get what they're trying to say, that people would effectively have to use their imaginations to make their surroundings a little bit more interesting just to make the most of where they are but I don't know I don't I, I can't feel like I could relate to that as much during lockdown but maybe that is the case for a lot of people because I know that flats and things like that are a lot smaller over in Seoul maybe that was the case for most people that you were literally just in your room and that's all you could do I think also it's I like the song in terms of for them, because they travel so much, mm. what it must have felt like to feel so restricted and so limited. Each, you know, everybody had their own problems during this time. And BTS's so. was that they couldn't fly around the world. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, it's so harsh. It's a pretty song and I quite liked it. I didn't like the fact that they didn't finish the lyric off each time to have room, because it just says fly to my but then it doesn't but finish it does it say room so I felt this same thing it just says fly to my but in the background there's a really high pitch that goes oh really fly to my yeah in the back oh. <laughs> I'm going to be so embarrassed hearing myself do that uh, back um, but yeah you. it's not Jimin's main vocal that says room okay so if you listen to it again yeah you can hear in the background because I know what you mean. I thought it just said, Flat am I? And you're like, where's the next bit? But it is there. It is there. <laughs> this is a controversial track. Uh, yeah, I don't feel like you're a huge fan of this track. I'm not a huge fan of this track. And I think it's just a little bit too, too much of a ballad for me. And the ballads aren't always my favourite. So. Okay, so this is interesting because obviously the next track on the album is another ballad yeah which is blue and gray and this is one of my favorite songs on the album really really i had all the feels when i first listened to this i wanted to cry i wanted to smile it was like hearing them say i just want to feel happier oh yeah i couldn't have felt like I have felt like that so much recently mm, mm. and just hearing them just hearing them say like I just want to feel happier and yeah. it just kind of broke my heart but it's also so beautiful yeah and I yeah I totally usually ballads are not my favorite tracks mm. but I absolutely adore this song it's interesting that you say about the ballads as well because quite oppositely to fly to my room i really liked this song yes. unexpectedly because when it opened i thought wow this is beautiful and then yeah. it starts going through the lyrics and i actually originally thought that it was only going to be v sinking in it and then you get sugar in a ballad and it's amazing think it sounds great think his voice works really really well in it and then obviously the other members coming afterwards and actually yeah I really liked this one I felt yeah. I, I agree with you about the lyrics as well they seem to hit home a bit more yeah absolutely and like this kind of as we meant as you mentioned like this the kind of colors blue and gray and mm. the this interpretation of feeling and kind of depression and all of the, the, the theme of colors coming through the song 
I just love it because it just paints such a beautiful picture that mm. it is beautiful, but it's also heartbreaking. And I think this is the most vulnerable that we've heard them. Mm. And I think we all know that, especially V, Sugar, RM, even J-Hope, you know, we've heard a lot about kind of their struggles mm-hmm. and certain aspects of, of the expectation on them as BTS. And I feel like this song kind of showed that vulnerability and their struggles. And it was just so, it was just, it's just really human. Yeah, the blue and grey, it feels really, really human. It feels like they have just hit rock bottom with it. But again, it doesn't feel like sad. It does still feel optimistic because they're talking about wanting to be happier again. Like they know it's a possibility, but it's kind of like a bit of a state of mind song. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It is about state of mind Mm. and how you kind of get out of that and and how it feels at the time. Uh, Yeah. Very, very like relatable. Like, very relatable. Very, very, very relatable. Beautiful. I really like this listen one. to it over and over again. Did you, um, did you watch the press conference where they were each talking about their songs? No, I haven't it, watched that yet. It's a really good watch and I think for um, V talking about this song, definitely go and have a look at it because he talks about it in such a simplistic way, um, which I feel really underplays it because it, it's a really great track for him. Um, and just at the end, he's just like, I did a really good job. Oh, yes. <laughs> and he's like, I yes, did a really, really did. good job. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, V. Good boy. <laughs> I'm a good boy. And then obviously we come into the kind of, I'd call this the, a bit of a high point. This is definitely the turning point of the album because it's only eight yeah. tracks, which is a bit, it's kind of the right length for me, I think, of this. And I don't know if they'll bring it bring out any more than this. Because you know sometimes they'll have kind of like a shorter album and then they kind of make it a lot longer. Yeah, so it's eight it's eight and then minus the skit, yes. Yeah, because I yeah, suppose yeah. Skit, the skit isn't necessarily a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed this though. I enjoyed the skit. And yeah. I think it's definitely one of those ones where you do have to go and do a little bit of extra research on because I don't know what they're talking about. So to no, listen to it, we just don't as speak like a, Korean. <laughs> so just to listen to it as like a plain track before you know what it is. Um, obviously, they they planned to record the skit at that moment, and it's the moment that they got put on the 100 Top Billboard Award, and the moment they received that. So they then recorded the moment afterwards. So they can all hear how happy they were, and um, but it's just it's really humbling to hear how happy they are and how pleased they are and and wasn't of... that also jungkook's birthday yeah it was it so yeah. happened to be they found out about billboard on jungkook's yeah, birthday as yeah. well so they were all talking about oh this is your birthday gift and he was like better not be i want something else Just <laughs> 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 thought it was really funny um mm. it was cute i, just, I really liked it's it it's just joyful yeah i just enjoyed hearing them and they just sounded happy and laughing and it it's a nice breaker mm. for for the middle of the of the album, I think. Which, as you said, now you know it's the, you've kind of gone through this really tough, tough time. Coming and in from that lyric as well. The side. Coming in from that lyric of "I want to feel happier," and then going straight yeah. into that, where it's like, "This is a really, really this would have been a joyful moment had we not been in lockdown." But having been through all of that and then coming into this, yeah, it's really it's a really nice switch. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. And I think then you come into 
telepathy. I'm not going to be able to say telepathy? this. Telepathy? Telepathy. Thank you. <laughs> so this is kind of yes. yeah, where it turns a little bit. And this is obviously yes. them talking about how they've been connecting with their fans whilst they've not been able to perform. Um, so obviously they've had the Stay Connected series that they've been doing online and on Live and YouTube and things like that. Um, and I think this one, yeah, is mostly about them thinking about what we're thinking about, I guess, <laughs> in a way, which is I love telepathy. I, I think it's groovy. It's a groovy like track. A 40-year-old, no offence, but I... <laughs> It's a trendy tune. But it is, it's trendy. It's trendy, it's groovy. Um, It's fun. I think um, it's definitely got seesaw vibes in it, which Mm. I enjoy. And I think you can see that in Sugar's production. Oh yeah, good track. Yeah. But it's a little bit too much auto-tune for my life. I also agree, yeah. Yeah, You can't tell the difference between Jungkook, Jimin singing. And I watched um, a YouTube video uh, so I could read the lyrics along with the with the yeah, yeah. audio. And you know those videos on YouTube where it shines up on each mm-hmm. member so you can see who's singing. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I could barely tell the difference between yeah. Jungkook and Jimin. Yeah. Even Sugar had a lot of, of um, auto tune on his voice, and you can still tell that it's Sugar because I think he's got such a He's really distinct. Yeah, distinctive voice. Yeah. Um, but it was just a little bit too much for me. It's I really, like really we, fun. We had this issue with Black Swan as well. Yes, for the auto tune a... and not being able to tell who was singing. It takes a couple of listens to be like, oh, okay, that's their part and that's theirs. Yeah, which for people like us who listen to BTS a lot yeah. and can really clearly identify who's singing what, I think it does say something if you can't mm. quite identify who's singing. Apart from, I feel like with RM and, and Sugar, obviously, I think they have the most kind of distinctive in terms of, especially in their rapping. Mm-hmm. But when you have the when you have especially kind of high pitched vocal singing, sometimes with Jimin and, and Jungkook, when you've got that kind of auto tune, I think it's difficult to hear the difference which is a shame Mm. Um, it's not to say I don't enjoy the song I do I think it's really fun I think it's a great way to kick off the second part of the album I like the concept it's not one of the highlights for me Uh, yeah I I do I do like this this song actually I feel like it feels a lot cooler than some of the other songs um, but I think that's just personal preference on liking that type of song over a ballad, I think. Mm. But I agree that I wish there was a little bit less auto-tune on it. Mm. I think that happens sometimes with BTS though, doesn't it? What, too much auto-tune? Or... It, can, it can happen now and then, yeah. Never used to. I don't feel like they used to whack as much auto-tune as they do now. I think it's supposed to be a stylistic thing, but yes. I, I, pref- I really like hearing the distinction between their voices because they are all mm. so different. I think you do hear it in K-pop generally as mm. well. I yeah. think you can. I definitely thought in a couple of Blackpink tracks mm. that there was a there was a lot of post-production on their, on their voices, particularly when you hear them live in comparison to the, the you know, recorded albums. Ooh, some of these songs is like a live, you know, when they do their live YouTube sets. Mm. 
I'm very I'd excited like, to yeah. hear some of this live. I'd really like to hear some of these songs on that. The next one being one of them, but I don't think they'd ever perform that live. This is this is my second favourite track. Oh, I'm so glad that you like this. Yes! I'm so glad that you like yes! this. As soon as this came, because yes. I was kind of, I was going through the album and I was kind of like, yeah, I can see that I prefer some of the songs over the others. I'm not, bam, it comes straight into Disease. And I'm like, okay, A, this is definitely J-Hope. And B, it's I'm so loving this. Yeah, it feels like the old school hip-hop influence that was always on the rap troupe you know yeah. rm sugar and and j-hope always loved and it really brings me back to j-hope's solo album yes that yeah, that's really what i was gonna say fun vibe mm-hmm. playful hip-hop dancing jumping like it makes me want to dance and like ego as well this sounds really similar to ego yes you can just tell that j-hope's put i feel like he's put most of the creative process into this it's, it's such it. a great track. Yeah, I, lo- so I love it fun. too. I think it's um, the, the the concept of the of the song and then and the lyrics and the you know the dis ease when we're talking about you know coronavirus and this pandemic. I, I do think it's quite interesting, particularly where Sugar in his in his section he talks about you know it, maybe everyone's just diseased or you know is mm, it me and it's yeah. all yeah it's quite divisive perhaps I, I feel say, like it's you know, um, this language. it's a bit kind of uh, I don't know it's, it's, they're making a bit of a point aren't they like they're making a bit of a statement um, mm. and I don't know if some of it translates as well into English like I don't mm. know if some of it would take on a bit of a double entendre in Korean Maybe. because they don't actually say disease on the track either it it's the Korean version of whatever that word is. And I, I don't know if some of that would take on a different meaning. Um, but, yeah, it almost feels a little bit political. It does feel ways. a bit political. But I'm not it sure what feel... political message they're trying to say, other than just kind of like, oh, no, because Sugar actually says, doesn't he? He says something along the lines of, like, all humans are inherently bad yes. or something. Yeah, and he, yeah, in that same bit, and that, I feel like I still need to get my head around this track a bit more mm. of of what is it that we are diseased with? What is that? I think because they talk about all people being sick, don't they? Like they, all people are sick in some way. Do you reckon they're trying to comment on like the mental health aspect again, and kind of saying, you know, we we all we all have problems, the world has problems. We're all, dece- we're all deceased. It's it's a really good one. Uh, this is for me a standout track, and the last minute for me, where it where it like builds up, and it, it kind of it kind of strips it back for a minute to build it back up, and then I, when I first listened to it, I was just getting off the tube, walking to the office, and I just wanted to dance. I just wanted to like run across the street because it just gave me so much energy. Yeah. So I love I love the end of this song as well. I I think it was clever to put it in at this point of the the album. Yes, absolutely. And I think for for me as well, these are still great pop songs, but not too pop like for me dynamite was a little bit too much a little bit too bubblegum pop 
whereas Disease and the next track on the album, Stay, are still really fun pop songs mm. without it. It still has a, a kind of serious message or it still has the BTS that we know and love, I think. I feel like it has the BTS that we know and love, but this, this track for me does feel, again, same as Telepathy, a little bit cooler. And I know you do as well. I prefer the tracks that are, that are trying to say something over just yeah. dynamite think, or something like that. I have to say, the one thing that I felt was missing from this album, and and I think it's to do with timing, and I think it's to do with lockdown, and as you say, it was a very reactive album, so timing possibly wasn't right. I miss a really aggressive rap song like <laughs> Uh. Where is Uh? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, for me, is, is one thing that is lacking, but I do understand that, you know, given how they were probably feeling at the time and what they were going through and the climate, you know, they probably weren't feeling that badass, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it probably went from being aggressive to a bit apathetic for them. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that actually, as much as I miss that kind of track, I don't, I don't need it. Like if mm. I'm in that kind of mood, I will listen to Uh. But yeah. this, is, this is the album I think we needed. They haven't done the, like a, a cipher in a while. Mm. True, true. Okay, let's maybe bring in the back. longer version let's, of the album. Yeah, part two. <laughs> let's and bring then, it back to stay. This song gives me massive outro wings vibe. Yeah, I feel like this is a concert song. Yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. This is the get up on your feet, throw your arms in the air have a jump around song. Absolutely. It starts off quite soft and mellow mm -hmm. and then it becomes this huge pop song that just brings me so much joy. I've linked an article in our show notes actually um, where somebody's put together all of the different, uh, like the, the Bangtan bombs that they send out on kind of like all the content. And there's one bit that shows Jungkook recording this and they've kind of like um, silenced all of the bit where he's actually singing there's this great clip of him sat on his uh, chair in the recording studio and he's obviously listening to the bit where it starts to get really, really pumped yeah. up and he's sh it's throwing his arms in the air like this and he's got paper in one of his hands and you can just see him, it gets to the crescendo point and he just chucks it in the air oh, and just starts I dancing. I love it! I love <laughs> and that! And to me, that's exactly how this song makes me feel, it's just kind of like that build-up, the joy, yeah. a bit of a release. It's a really good track. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the the combination of of Jungkook, RM and, and Jin. And they all Which is contributed so to writing of a combination. Yeah, and exactly, and they all contributed the writing of it, and it's it's an interesting combination. And I think it's, you know, as we as we look at the future of BTS and the potential of, of the boys going in and out of of the military, you know, are we going to see some kind of offshoots? Are we going to see different types of collaborations? Ooh, I really hope so, because if this is what they can create, I really want to hear more of it. And I think this particular little unit that they've created here is, is really interesting to me, because obviously Jungkook 
often says in a lot of interviews that the reason that he came into BTS was because of RM yes. and because of how cool he found him and how amazingly talented he was. But then for him to stay in BTS, he often cites that Jin was the reason for that. Oh. So it feels really poignant that they've put these three together as like a little triad. I love that. And you know, if, if I'm totally honest, I probably would have been happy with the album ending there. You know how I feel about Dynamite. <laughs> Um, it's a lovely ending, you know, it's hopeful for the future, it's very positive, but like for me, like we could have, I would have been satisfied with it, with it ending on stay. I disagree. <laughs> you are welcome <And> to. <laughs> I disagree because I think that Dynamite, on the end of this, because of how much promotion they've had with it, and how often I hear it played now, you know, on adverts and radio and things like that. It feels like a really, really familiar track to me. Yeah. It feels comforting and familiar. And I think to end it on that, where all these songs are obviously new, to then bring it back to that comforting point of a really, really high energy, optimistic song feels really right. I like that. I like that. I didn't, yeah. I didn't look at it that way. Um, but I can see how and it kind of may brings that it way. because that was their first release, wasn't it? Was Dynamite to put that at the end mm. is really interesting as well because it kind of shows that all of these things that they've been feeling through Blue and Grey and Fly to My Room and Disease, all of that has been before this track has been created. So they've kind of almost gone through a bit of a journey, of being really, really low, and this is what it's come to. It's come to this optimistic Ooh, track and see, I don't like the track that much on its own but that I really I like that put it I there. actually really like that and I have newfound respect for Ooh. the end of this album now because I think you're right I could probably take or leave the song actually the way you've just described potentially why they've put that at the end mm. is is yeah mm. Mm, interesting in, in the press conference in the press conference they asked them about why they've put that in at the end and um, RM says that it represents, they wanted to create that feeling that they have at the end of the concert where all the fireworks go yeah, out. I love that. And you can, you can see that for sure. Yeah. Although I still see a lot of fireworks with Stan. It's a great end either way, I think. I love, I love the, the narrative of this album. I love the highs and the lows. I love that it ends in such a positive way. I feel like it really brings it full circle. And I, yeah, I really like, I really like all of it. As, as a curated piece mm. of music and songs, I don't hate any of them because I really like the way that they've all been put together. Yes. As individual, so any criticisms that I've given here for the listeners, any criticisms that I've given here on things like Fly To My Room and stuff like that, that is as an individual track, I probably wouldn't go and listen to that on its own. But as a as a, um, a playlist of songs and the way that they all sit together, I love it. Absolutely. This is the album that we needed. This is the album that I mm -hmm. wanted. I feel so satisfied. Like, so many people are gonna have felt so much joy from this music who Mm -hmm. have maybe really really needed this or felt misunderstood or felt alone during this time and this album speaks to them and they've done it so you know so quickly mm. 
such high quality amazing love it i'm totally biased but i love it <laughs> life goes on life does go on life does go on and i think Rianne Daly, from the enemy coverage that she did, has really um, summed this up perfectly for me, which is that the group has, has strikes a perfect balance between encouragement and reassurance. I love that. Yeah. I think that's, that's the point we leave it on. Yeah, that, I think so. That is how I feel about this album. It's beautiful. Mm. Thank really, you really so beautiful. much. <laughs> Thank you so much, BTS. <laughs> and next week we're going to do a non-BTS related episode. Yeah, next week we'll take it uh, in a slightly different route. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for joining again. Thank you for joining the K Dreams Cafe. And go and listen to the album. Goodbye. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You have been listening to Laura Bennett and Kay Charlie on K Dreams Cafe, a podcast that you can listen to anytime, now hosted on Anchor. This podcast has not been sponsored by Anytime Mint. Please do check out some of our previous episodes, such as episode 2, We're Sorry Sugar. For more information, visit our Anchor page and email your questions, queries or topics to kdreamscafe at gmail.com. Thank you so much!